escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Track Prince Mbaga, sweet mother to our mothers on Mother's Day, I, 14th of May, my mother, 2023. I, Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM with me, Norte by Nature. Listen every Sunday, 205. We come alive. I love If it impacts on your health and your well being, we'll definitely talk about it. Bring in the professionals, the practitioners, and that's what we're doing right now. The 10th of May was World Lupus Day. So we'll do our part to raise awareness and make lupus visible. You, you, you know Actually, I'm supposed to be wearing purple here. Yeah? A certain Dr. Jifa Day conspired and contrived not to get me the cloth, but I am in the company of Dr. Kovna Isilfi Kwe. He's a medical officer with the uh, bank hospital here in Accra. The culprit herself, Dr. Jifade, rheumatologist, senior lecturer, University of Ghana Medical School, director of the Rheumatology Initiative. Try. And of course, not forgetting Mami Trewa Ofosu Mensa, who is a warrior. I prefer survivor, but warrior also gives the right message. We're talking about lupus and hoping to raise awareness about this chronic uh, autoimmune disorder. And that's why I've got them in the studio. If you've got any questions, concerns, experiences to share, WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. And shortly, I'll activate the phone line 030-221-6541. Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. You're most welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I can't hear. I can't hear. Why am I not hearing you? Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Thank you very much. Oh, you're not sounding powerful. Wow. Uh, if at least I, I, I can confirm you're a mum. Uh, you should be more. Yeah. You see, I've been shouting at the boys. Eh? Uh, you've been shouting at the boys. Today is uh, no shouting day. No shouting day. Okay. Well, happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. And uh, welcome and thanks for joining us in the studio. World Lupus Day. Wow. All too soon, another 10th May, right? And many people say, well, you guys are raising awareness again. And uh, I want to start by uh, asking you to explain why we can't do enough of the awareness, especially when it comes to lupus. Technical hitch will be back in a sec. You, you, you know he's another OPK. Joy 99.7 FM. 
technical crew <laughs> happens yeah all right welcome back to ultimate health on joy 99.7 fm we lost some good uh, 16 minutes but uh, i'm with dr jifa day rheumatologist dr kobna isilfi kway medical officer bank hospital and mame chirewa Mensa, right yeah we're talking about lupus so jifa before the technical uh, break i was trying to find out you know why we need to keep on raising an uh, awareness about lupus every year. Thank you very much, Nossi. Um, as I was saying earlier, um, every year the World Lupus Federation does a survey. Mm -hmm. This year, what was startling to me was um, in a survey that they did across the world, developed, undeveloped countries, mostly developed countries, 55% of people who were diagnosed with lupus had not heard about it at the time they were diagnosed. Okay. So there's still a lot of Not a good knowledge. surprise. Exactly. Wow. Three to four years before most people get a diagnosis. And it's not only on the patient's side. So that means on the doctor's side as well, it's difficult for them to recognize the disease. We call lupus the disease with a thousand faces. Right. Because of the way it manifests. The great and imitator. The great imitator. Right. We need to keep highlighting the fact that it's there. If you have these symptoms, if you have these suspicions. Okay check whether this might be lupus and you can only get to know or think about it if awareness is raised so that it's always at the top front of people's minds okay both patients and doctors all right very well but let's quickly since we've lost some time i mean just explain to my listeners what lupus is so lupus is the short form of a longer word systemic lupus erythematosus some call it sle for short so it's a chronic autoimmune condition, meaning you have it, it has to persist for more than six weeks for it to be chronic. And autoimmune meaning your immune system basically attacks itself. Okay. So instead of protecting you, the soldiers of the body now go and attack it because it thinks it's foreign due to some miscommunication, some mimicry of some of the antibodies that are supposed to be part of the body. Mm -hmm. The immune system sees it as foreign. And we say it's systemic because it can attack any organ in the body. So from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, as you say, any organ that the immune system has determined that is foreign to it, it will attack. And that's basically what lupus is. Okay. Right. But uh, let me come to you, Dr. Silfikwe. I mean, why or what would make the immune system misbehave, so to speak, in this way? Or what causes uh, lupus? All right. Thank you. And uh, good afternoon to all the listeners. So, um, so lupus... Like they say, we don't really know the cause of lupus. Um, but then it's, it's, what we know is that there are so many factors can contribute to uh, somebody getting lupus. So we call it multifactorial factors. Okay. And so one of them is a genetic predisposition. So um, some people have this you know, genetic predisposition to get lupus, mm -hmm. especially people who have first-degree relatives with lupus. Um, so a, a mom or a sister or a, a brother who has lupus, you have this, you know, genetic predisposition to also get lupus. Okay. Um, other environmental... So it can, run, it can run in families? Yes. So to speak. Yes. yes. Right. Yes. Um, also other environmental factors and even hormonal factors are also known to contribute. 
So um, for those who are predisposed, uh, the scientists say that sunlight can even trigger it. Um, certain infections such as Epstein-Barr virus is a virus disease, mm-hmm. um, infectious mononucleosis can also contribute. Um, even sometimes, you know, cow milk is known to also trigger in those who are predisposed. And even some hormonal factors can also um, trigger lupus in those right. who are predisposed. Okay. Right. If you just joined us, 20 minutes past year of two on Joy 99.7 FM, the program is Ultimate Health, Joy your ultimate guide to healthy living. FM. We're talking about lupus and we're hoping to raise awareness and make lupus visible. Uh, we should be able to identify it. Having identified it, we should be able to properly and conclusively diagnose it. And then uh, going to the range of uh, management interventions available and accessible to those afflicted by lupus. If you have any concerns, questions, experiences, uh, you want to share, WhatsApp is 055 Joy FM, the program is Ultimate Health. Mami, let me come to you. Now, listening to Jifa and uh, let me call him Kobe, right? Define it clinically, medically, and I'm looking at you <laughs> and I'm looking for lupus, right? <laughs> Is it because you are a warrior or a survivor that I don't believe that uh, you are afflicted by lupus? I mean, tell a bit, as brief as you can, of uh, how long you've known you've had this condition and what it's been like. Especially with regard to the fact that they said you could be in the wilderness for a while before it's conclusively diagnosed. How's it been for you, Mami? Thank you, Naughty, and a good afternoon to everyone listening. So, um, my journey started uh, when I was working. Mm. So right from growing up, nothing showed I had lupus. I was fine. University, I was fine. So I started working. Then I realized that, no, I was gaining weight, which was not usual. Because I was a very skinny person. Okay. Skinnier than this. So... I bet who's trying to gain weight is not working. <laughs> <laughs> so why was that an uncomfortable sign or symptom for you? It wasn't uncomfortable for me. Right. I was enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> you were putting on weight? Yes. Okay. Because I didn't like the fact that I was so skinny. All right. And so gaining weight was good for me. Mm-hmm. But those around me realized that no, um, there was more to it because mm-hmm. it was abnormal. Okay. Um, why I say it's abnormal because as I was gaining weight, I was getting swellings all over my face, okay. leaving me with scars. Wow. Yes. So it comes in the form of ringworm. It comes in the form of ringworm. Mm-hmm. And then when it's going, you see that you are left with scars that right. need to be on healed. On your face? Yes. On my cheeks, okay. my nose area, eyebrow, those places. Right. And then at a point, my feet was also getting swollen. Right. Both ankle, from the knee downwards. Okay. Yes. So when you press, it goes down. Hmm. So during that time, I, I started visiting the hospital. And then... How old were you about then? I should have been around 23, 24. Okay. Right. So... Um, you finished university, you were working? Yes. Okay. So doctors suspected it was gout. Mm-hmm. And they were treating gout. Later, we are being told, no, it's not just gout. It has to do with the heart. It has to do with this. So it's as though it's moving from one area to the other. They couldn't really tell what it was. And I was also moving from one hospital to the other. Okay. Yes. So I think uh, later, somewhere 2015, I'm not so sure, but somewhere 2015, I was fine. I report to work. And then I tell my boss, I can't come to work. I need to go to the hospital. He asks, why? And I'm like, I'm not feeling so good. So I have to report to the hospital. He says, okay. I get to the hospital. The next call he gets it. She's been admitted. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. So... He says, ah, that's so unusual. The person I saw was fine. Okay. And getting to the hospital and being told she's been admitted. I stayed in the hospital for two weeks. Then I was fine. So they wanted to discharge me. Upon discharging me, I came home and rather I broke down. So I couldn't talk. I couldn't eat. Nothing. It was unusual. Mm. My mom was of the view that if you've been to the hospital, you should be fine. So how come you are not? It's rather you coming back home worse. Mm-hmm. My boss comes to see me at home and he's like, no, 
this is more than what we think. So he recommends a hospital which we go to. An ambulance comes to pick me from home because they couldn't send me and it was mm-hmm. urgent. We go and then for two months I had to stay in the hospital. Wow. Not talking, not eating, just on drip. And I was blessed to have my mother stay with me. Normally they don't do that, okay. but she had to stay with me throughout. So now this is on a serious degree, serious yes. level. Because I couldn't even take my bath. They have to clean me mm. in bed. Okay. Doctors, a team of doctors come. They come look at you and then some of them will tell my mother, this one I think you need to pray because we can't really tell what's going on with her. We've run a lot of tests. We've done MRIs, uh, CT scans and what have you and mm. we can't really tell what's going on. Okay. And then I was getting uh, mouth ulcers as well. So they didn't know what was going on. Hair loss was happening at the same time. So things were just moving at a faster pace. Wow. At a point, whoever comes to see me is like, mm, this one dear, she won't make it. Mouth ulcers... Was there pain? Yeah. You can't even you, swallow. You can't swallow. Yeah. You, you can't take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, observe your own personal hygiene. No, you're stuck and in bed. you're in hospital, you said two months? Two months. And From still, January to February. And the doctors themselves were asking for yeah. prayer. Yes. Jifa, let me come to you. I mean, we know this labyrinth of uh, trying to identify what is wrong with the person. We're talking about an autoimmune disorder. Yeah. So, um, why does it take so long? Is there a conclusive diagnostic uh, regimen or test okay. that can tell us that this is lupus? Mm-hmm. I mean, listening to her, yeah. this can be a frightening uh, ordeal. Experience, yes. Uh, is I it mean, that difficult to pin it down? On hindsight, as she's talking, I, the signs are so obvious that this is lupus. Mm. But, of course, hindsight is, is, is what, 50-50 or 100%. Mm-hmm. But, again, it alludes to what we talked about earlier. Okay. If the index of suspicion is not there, you wouldn't think of it. If the people had heard about lupus and saw mouse ulcers, okay. hair loss, mm-hmm. that should have come to them first. But this is around 2015, thereabouts, where people at that time still didn't think that we had these cases being so common in Ghana and mm. so on. Okay. But because it mimics a lot of things, the swelling of her legs could have been a kidney problem. Right. It could have been a heart problem that they claimed it was, which it wasn't. It could, rheumatoid have, arthritis. it could be rheumatoid arthritis. It could be a liver problem. Right. And so you have to piece all the pieces together. Now, generally in autoimmune diseases, there are some systemic or constitutional symptoms that if they are persistent for too long, I say you should take note of unexplained weight loss. Okay. In her, in her case, weight gain, which right. is unusual. Okay. Persistent fever for more than six weeks. Mm-hmm. Sweating excessively at night. Then you have the joint pains coming in. If you're a young person and you have joint pains, stiffness of the joints early in the morning which lasts for more than 30 minutes before mm-hmm. you can freely move. That is not usual joint pain. That is something that has to be looked at further. Okay. Right. Then the other symptoms, because they are specific to the organs that are being affected, if you have anything in addition to those ones, then definitely have to look at it. If it's affecting the brain, they can give you a stroke. Strokes in young people is never usual. Okay. Paralysis, seizures, those are things that need to be looked at if they come with those other constitutional okay. symptoms. Right. My tech team tells me you can move back to business class, but not yet. <laughs> not, not, not before I ask you. I mean, at what point should somebody experiencing these things be seeing a specialist on your level? Okay. okay. Right. You're a rheumatologist and uh, this is your territory. Right. You have the VAR. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. For these things. But yeah. at what point? Because you'll be... be Shopping, fishing from yeah. hospital, facility, doctor so, to doctor. So for us, our intent as um, what we do even at try is to make sure that even at the general practitioner level, mm-hmm. they should be able to recognize their disease. Okay. They may not necessarily know how to treat it fully, but you should be able to recognize. Okay. A physician specialist is good enough. Right. Because we don't have enough rheumatologists. If you say we are seeing all the um, rheumatoid arthritis or lupus cases, they would suffer. Mm-hmm. So physician specialists are also being trained to recognize, treat, mm-hmm. and refer complicated cases if they can't handle. Okay. Some would rather refer to the specialist. I Really would like to handle all lupus cases because okay. they are a very sensitive group of patients. Okay. But looking at how things are, ideally that should be transferred on. So uh, people know that once you have these symptoms lasting more than six weeks, we have what we call a diagnostic criteria. Okay. That's uh, medically so we know how to put those pieces together. Mm-hmm. Plus 
certain lab investigations, as you asked about, that we use to diagnose or look at the, the suspicious things that these, okay, we have an antibody that says that this is lupus. Okay. Or this is an autoimmune condition. If it's positive, then you go ahead and do the more specific tests. Right. Plus any other test that would pinpoint to the organ that is being affected. So if it's the brain, you may do the MRI scans. If it's the kidneys, you may do your kidney tests, your kidney function tests, and so on, or your urine for proteins, and so on. Okay. So that depends on what is going on. Right. 30 minutes past the hour, 2 on Joy 99.7 FM. If you've just joined us, we're talking about lupus. 10th May was the World Lupus Day, and uh, we're going over the issues, uh, trying to raise awareness and uh, make uh, lupus visible. I have uh, a very, 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 very be- beautiful, confident. Uh, I don't know. I, I still don't believe she has uh, any problem. But you had a uh, mommy, mommy Ifwa. Eh? Hey, he, Is that right? Did you know mommy Ifwa? Yeah. yeah, I oh, am. Oh, I do my reading before you come. <laughs> I know a few other things as well. So, mommy Ifwa, you had speaking at uh, Chewa Ofosu Mensa. She's living with the condition. Uh, she's a warrior. Right, she's fighting not just the condition, but the misinformation and disinformation and all that. Uh, next to her is Doctor Kobna Esilfi Kwe. He's a medical officer with the Bank Hospital here in Accra, or some would like to say cantonments. Uh, he's also here, and then you just heard speaking Jifa, Doctor Esilfi Kwe. Let me ask. I mean, how common is this? I mean, uh, what is the prevalence? Uh, or Jifa, you want to take that? In, in our parts of the world, I know it's difficult to pin down, but we should have some uh, numbers. Uh, in Ghana, for, for example, or may, maybe the sub-region or even globally, how common is lupus? Over the world, it's, it's difficult to have prevalence data coming mm. from the community. Okay. Um, it depends, again, on the age group that you're looking at. Mm. It depends on the region that you're looking at. We know people from African descent... Um, tend to have higher rates than those who are from um, Caucasian places. We know that in the age group between 18 and before menopause, there's a higher um, incidence there. So at the extremes of age, the incidence is lower. In Africa, we have hardly any prevalence data that is available. Mm. But we have a hospital-based survey that showed about 5% of inpatient admissions were lupus cases that we did a while ago. Right. But we don't have prevalent data from the community. Okay. Worldwide, up to 10 to 20 per 100,000 cases may mm-hmm. have lupus or so on. Okay. But generally, across board, we know that the prevalence of autoimmune conditions are increasing. Mm-hmm. But how to pin that data to the community is a bit difficult okay. to do. Let me come back to you, the, the clinicians. Uh, in Mami's case, I'm assuming you are aware of Mami's uh, profile and her history. Um, is it that there was family history? Is it what, what, what caused hers or what is responsible for hers or do we not know? We don't know. So as Kobe um, alluded to earlier, mm. you have to have a genetic predisposition for your immune system to be overactive. Okay. That necessarily is not a bad thing because that same immune genetic um, composition is what gives you certain positive attributes or protects you from certain diseases. Okay. But that makes your immune system hyperactive. But it needs a trigger, something from the environment to come and trigger it for it to okay. start overworking. And then that sets off the immune system. And as the immune system has been designed, it has to protect you from whatever it thinks is foreign. Mm-hmm. So whatever it targets, it would attack it until it destroys it. So once it thinks certain parts of the body is foreign, right. it goes on to start to attack it. That trigger could be anything from stress. So we know a stressful lifestyle seems mm-hmm. to be causing this to increase. We know estrogen, as was mentioned earlier. Um, Dr. Beta sent me an interesting paper recently showing that there were high levels of Beth estrogen. Beta in the U.S. Beta in the she U.S. She sent me, Beta, <laughs> I, I know you're probably listening. She sent me a whole uh, number of audiovisual inputs. Yes, Lupus yes. in Gans and other languages she's and been, stuff. She's been fantastic yeah. trying to help us raise awareness. There. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, estrogen is found in some hair um, products. But we know estrogen in general tends to, or estrogen-containing products tend to make lupus worse or can trigger it off. Okay. So that is why it is common between childbearing age because obviously estrogen is what makes women women, and right. so that is why we get it. I hear it's 10 times more uh, prevalent in women 
So nine, if you take any um, group of lupus patients, yeah. nine out of ten will be women. Wow. It's quite rare to find it in men. Okay. Um, so more of women, obviously. And then the hormone estrogen is what may drive okay. it. Yeah. All right. 34 minutes past year of two on Joy 99.7. We're talking about lupus and we're trying to uh, educate ourselves, inform ourselves, and indeed transform what we do with regards to and in response to lupus. If you have any questions, concerns, WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. Shortly, in fact, let me activate the phone lines. 030-221-6541. You can ask your questions. I'm still looking and wondering, well, okay, 23-year-old girl, chick, diva, uh, finishes university. She's working. Thankfully, she's got a job. She's not an un unemployed graduate. Then, bam, she starts getting on well. She says it started from her uh, putting on weight or gaining weight, right? And then, of course, certain skin or facial rashes and so on and so forth that will leave a scar or a mark i read about the butterfly is it rash or butterfly what what's it called yeah, the butterfly rash. rash and many other things right and i'm uh, seeing a couple of things on whatsapp let me read them before i come back to my next set of questions good afternoon Norte. happy mother's day to all women in the world welcome to my home oye inafienya oye always welcomes me virtually Dede, I get there. Mm. All right. Uh, this is from Dede in Maryland. She says, my friend at work had a rash on her face and turned into patches. Suspected it was lupus. Lupus test was done, but it was negative. A bit of skin was taken from her face for testing, and the pathologist suspected it was lupus, so she had to go for further testing. Waiting for the results, she kind of had a mini stroke, but it was determined it wasn't lupus. It's scary if she narrates her ordeal. Okay, you're right, it wasn't. I think you're saying it wasn't lupus, so it wasn't a stroke. I don't know which. This is from Dede in Maryland. So it started with a rash on her face. They tested it was negative. That's some of the dilemmas that can occur. So some people can have a discoid lupus where it's limited to the skin. Okay. So the biopsy may show that it is discoid lupus, but they don't have the systemic type. Mm -hmm. So we have various type of lupus. We have the systemic type where right. it affects various organs. We have the discoid or the skin type where it's limited to the skin. Right. About 5 to 10% of those may transform later into systemic lupus. Mm -hmm. We have a neonatal lupus where children born to mothers that have uh, certain antibodies can show symptoms or signs that they have lupus in the first six weeks of life. Right. But afterwards, the antibodies disappear and they are back to normal. Okay. And then we have what we call drug-induced lupus right. as well. Well, certain drugs can also give you manifestations of what systemic lupus has. But usually when you withdraw the offending drug, those symptoms may disappear. Okay. So some of them may be the reasons why. So maybe it's purely discoid lupus. But with the advent of a stroke, Mm -hmm. Definitely, if it's a young person, and they may need to do further. Right. So there are other antibodies that they need to do. Um, sometimes you have to do biopsies of other places mm -hmm. and so on. And we don't have the full history, so it's difficult to say why they still think it's not lupus or okay. so on. All right. Okay. Great, 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 great. Okay. Let me start to understand this. Mommy um, uh, mentioned hair loss, and that's all skin, isn't it? Yeah. yeah hair, hair and skin. Yeah. Right. Same. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so she, I mean, I'm still looking at you. you <laughs> beautiful head of hair and everything. I hope you guys are online. You can see her so that uh, we're not creating any caricature. Uh, yes. It can be anything, but exactly. it is quite debilitating and it handicaps a lot of people. That's why we need to understand it. Uh, that's why I'm coming to you, Mami. Share for my listeners' benefit. How has this affected, or how does this affect your life? You know, I'm 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 going somewhere. Eh? But generally, you would want to work. Uh, you probably be in a relationship. You probably have plans and so. On. How has this discovery and its conclusive uh, diagnosis affected your life? Okay, I don't see anything on your face, but uh, you share. <laughs> Okay, so, um, with my... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. It's not just the skin, mm -hmm. but also I do from time to time get joint pains. Mm -hmm. My they'll be swollen in my hands, my wrist. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, 
Oh, okay. So your 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 hand is disfigured or this can I say disfigured or disjointed this this <laughs> so the joints are displaced. Right. Can you hold it up again? Mm-hmm. Right. That is your right hand. Yes. Are you able to use it? Are you right-handed? Yes. So now I'm trying to be left-handed. So I have started using my left to right. Are you able to, you know, digitally That's, manipulate the fingers? Not Okay, earlier, no, but now it's better because I'm doing physio. So okay. that's what's helping. All right. At, at a point, I couldn't even... I have I have kids. Yeah? Yes. And my last one, when I gave it to him, he's he's just a year old. Wow. I couldn't even pick him. I couldn't change diaper. I couldn't do a whole lot for him. There are times I can't even go to the kitchen. Wow. Yes. Because I can't hold so, anything. So this that has happened, what you're showing is the disfigurement, let me call it that, uh, or the distortion in digits of your right hand is it something that reverses from time to time or is it stuck like that no <laughs> it, it, it started um okay so in my case i do not just have lupus mm-hmm. i have rheumatoid arthritis as well Whoa. yes i was diagnosed with lupus and then later was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis you are truly a warrior i'm just looking at you talking about this like <laughs> Whoa. Okay. It hasn't been an easy so you're, you're juggling many, many, many things, many, many specialists, many, many, many treatments and medications. Yes. How many kids do you have? Three. Three. The the the, the, the last one is barely a year. One. Uh, he just turned one. So lupus hasn't prevented you from being busy. Oh, there are times it prevents you from being busy, but right. I, I, I want to have kids. When so. you discovered this around, you mentioned 2015 or the age of 23, you were not married then? Or? No, please. Okay. It didn't get in the way of your, your, your relationship and its progression to marriage? No, it didn't because wow. um, he have, knew me before I had lupus. invited your husband. <laughs> wow. Yes, continue. He knew me before I got married and, and he had always been there to support so he knew all about this. He had read about it and was prepared. Mm-hmm. Yes. How does he prepare? I mean he he has to prepare himself. <laughs> okay. Um mentally. Right. Yes. Because there's there's more ahead. Yes. Right? Yes. Jifa and Kobna. Yes. Right? She she's living with it. And yeah. one of the questions I was gonna to bring to you, let me bring it to Kobna. Um so I'm hoping you're going to say this is curable you know when we bring uh, the, the issues and we do discussions on them the listeners are waiting to hear is there a cure is it curable um all right so unfortunately lupus is not curable as at 2023 but then it's manageable and that's one of the reasons why we are doing all of this awareness mm-hmm. because um we are trying to promote early diagnosis and then early treatment, right. initiate early treatment. Because okay. once you're able to do that, you're able to slow down the progression of the disease right. and prevent complications from happening. And then also improve the quality of life, reduce mor- morbidity. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's like any other chronic condition, like mm. hypertension, like diabetes. They are not curable, but then with all the advancements in technology, they are treatable, the condition is manageable, and just like our sweet sister here, you can live a very healthy life okay. once you're compliant with your treatments, your medications, your follow-up in the hospital, mm. and you follow the doctor's you know, orders. It is uh, manageable. Okay. Right. 055-1111-997. Dede is asking if stress can cause... Uh, Lupus, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Jifade mentioned that earlier, and uh, you're quite right, spot on. Yes, you can uh, have stress as a trigger. Okay, I think uh, trigger is better than saying cause. Eh? Or trigger is. Trigger. Okay. Uh, phone line 030 We're talking about lupus. We want to make it visible. Let's, you know, spot it. Okay. Wow, this is a lot. Let me see if I can read it. Good afternoon, Norte. I need your assistance. About two to three months ago, there was an interview on diabetes with a female daughter, doctor, sorry, on Joy FM. Unfortunately, I couldn't remember the daytime. Uh, so the person probably wants a contact from us. Okay. We'll see what we can do. That's why I have Abeku. Uh, right. Okay. So, management. Okay. Did we conclusively tie up diagnosis? Right. You have to do the tests, 
uh, the doctor, the specialist is looking out for certain markers mm-hmm. and certain things which, uh, should I say, uh, can be associated with it. Right. So we have the tests, the serological tests. Mm-hmm. But first of all, the symptoms mm-hmm. that um, point to certain organs being affected and the constitutional symptoms that okay. I mentioned earlier. Right. So if that ties in with what the doctor suspects, mm-hmm. then we order the investigations to look at those antibodies Joy. that would then specifically um, diagnose the condition. Okay. In addition to other tests that... Um, point to other organs that may be affected such mm. as the heart, the kidney, the brain. Sometimes we biopsy organs such as the skin or the kidneys and so on. Right. And then we make a diagnosis based on that. Okay. But it is based on both the physical signs, the symptoms the patient has plus the investigation. And you wouldn't be able to say for example since it is, uh, yours is uh, systemic? Right, SLE, right. There will still be a different manifestation or presentation from the from the um, for, this for individuals. Yes, yeah, so that's why we don't just look at people who have just a skin and say that oh you have lupus. Okay. It could be just um, skin involvement. Right, and we say lupus is like a syndrome or it's a spectrum. Spectrum of there are people things. who have very mild disease and there are people who come with aggressive disease right from the beginning right kidneys are involved brain is involved some people will remain with skin involvement their whole life some people joint involvement their whole life so that's why i'm always very keen to tell patients that that i can see two lupus patients or 10 lupus patients in a day and they are all different okay the antibodies are different their their disease manifestation is different Mm -hmm. and so don't look at one person and say this is how this person is managing my hair condition so i'll do the same or this person is taking this treatment and so this is what pertains to me lupus is one of the diseases where you really individualize the treatment to the person to make sure it fits whatever manifestations or um um Labs, even that's right. Have. Okay. okay, all right. So, hey, my uh, WhatsApp is open. I saw somebody type and delete, you know, my, my discerning listeners, they know I'll read it out. So, um, I'm waiting for that. But the phone line is active 030 If you have any questions, concerns, experiences to share about lupus, uh, you're welcome on Ultimate Health Joy 99.7 FM. My name is Naughty by Nature. I'm in the studio with Dr. Jifa Day. Mother of three uh, and a lupus warrior, and then Kobna Esilfi Kwe. He's a medical officer with the Bank Hospital. They'll be taking your questions, uh, and I'll be guiding the discussion. So let's come back to this. So, treatment uh, obviously, you've been told and educated, counseled that this is not curable. And therefore, you have to live with it. So what, what, what kind of treatment is there? Can you bring, the, uh, bring calm to the immune system? Yes. What, what is it you're doing so for people? We said the immune system is overworking. Okay, mm-hmm. It is fighting against itself. Mm-hmm. So here we are trying to calm the immune system down. Mm-hmm. The immune system is not suppressed like in HIV and so on, which right. is where people confuse it as well. So we want to calm that fire down mm-hmm. by using drugs that we call immunosuppressants to okay. suppress the immune system. Right. We have to have a fine balancing act so that we don't oversuppress it. Okay. So that you are not also prone to infections and so it's on. It's kind of akin to me putting my car alarm on mute. <laughs> uh, it's making too much noise and it, it's, and you it's are not too, protected from too sensitive. Exactly. Uh, no thief. So you have to balance it very finely. You have to balance Otherwise, it so that there's still an alarm. Exactly. There's still an immune system. Yes. Okay. So right. there are various drugs that we use for that. One mm-hmm. of them is, is steroids. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's like one of the basic things we do. And then we have certain targeted so, immunosuppressive drugs okay. that target certain manifestations of the disease. Mm-hmm. So as I was mentioning earlier, these drugs are selected based on which organ um, is manifesting the symptoms in the body. So okay. you can't use um, one drug for everything. Okay. Some are tailored according to... So if it's affecting my kidney, you know what you're yes. doing? Yes, so those ones, we consider them... Usually, um, we as doctors would, would, would divide it into mild, moderate, and severe lupus. Okay. So we have severe lupus when it's affecting the brain, the kidney, the, the blood vessels, okay? So those ones, we really hit it with good force. So IV, steroids, strong doses of these immunosuppressive drugs. Hmm. If it's moderate, we have a regimen that we use. We use a drug called hydroxychloroquine for our patients because we know that modulates the immune system as well. Hmm. Then we have newer drugs that are being developed. We call them the biologics. 
So they target the immune system specifically at certain areas where we now understand the disease better. Mm -hmm. That these areas are where the immune system dysfunction occurs. Okay. Unfortunately, unlike other autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid, which we manage, lupus has not had a new drug being developed over the past 50 years. Mm -hmm. We've had only one because all the biologics somehow do not make the mark when it finally gets to um, doing clinical trials. And so that's also one of the challenges because this disease um, is so varied and so different. Mm -hmm. And how to make sure that you treat the patient and do not harm the patient just because you are doing a clinical trial has been one of the challenges. And so we encourage our patients as well to participate when we have clinical trials, especially in our part of the world where we don't have these trials coming. Mm -hmm. And so we don't know even how our patients respond to these medications. So that we also have drugs that can give this cure that we are all looking out right. for. Okay. And we had a particular peculiar challenge during COVID when uh, they, were, they, were, they were harvesting our medicines. <laughs> <laughs> and they thought that, hey, this is the thing for COVID. Uh-huh. And so uh, whether you guys with lupus and other things need it, uh, wow. we're shifting it here. Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, that is very challenging. It is. And uh, let me ask uh, Dr. Sylvie Kwe. I mean, I hear people and I'll come back to Mami to ask even though we're trying to uh, balance out the immune response, uh, many patients share experiences which show that some of the medications have side effects which are very, very difficult and uh, intolerable, if uh, you, I can use that word. I mean, uh, how do you balance these things? People are taking medications. The medications are helping them but hurting them. Oh, mommy, let me come to you. From this, <laughs> from, uh, a friend of mine would say, the, the, the way you are looking at me in that tone of voice, uh, how do you balance? The thing is helping you. You need it. Uh, you are in crisis. You'll be taken to hospital, and you have to take this medication. Uh, share with us quickly. Uh, how do you do this? It's not easy. <laughs> I like the way you say it. Simple and short. It's not easy. It's not. There are times you'll be staring at the medication. And then you ask yourself, should I take it or I shouldn't take it? Mm. But you have to, because when you look at yourself, if you don't take it at that time too, it will be worse. So definitely you have to take it. Uh, Yes, it's true. Some of the medications have side effects, Mm -hmm. but you always have to weigh. And they're expensive. Very, very. And most people... And that's a side effect. (laughs) <laughs> on your wallet most, most yeah. people can't, can't also afford, afford. and that's problem. that's the major reason why wow. we are creating this awareness because right. honestly speaking our national health insurance does not cover Mm-mm. our drugs right yes so you're a rich woman oh for me I would say essentially I'm asking you to share how, <laughs> how you're coping yes um, for me I would say I'm blessed to have my senior brother okay who's not here, uh, but always supplying me with medications okay. from outside. Right. Yes, so I am able to get You're most of my... spending a lot on medications. Yes. Even with his support. Yes. Wow. Yes. So as a warrior, I mean, uh, we're fast running out of time, but I mean, those who don't have support, when you say we have a lot of support groups, there's TRI and the many things, what are we doing uh, or how can we help? People listening to us, uh, somebody says, uh, kindly thank Dr. Day and her team for me. They've been very helpful to my own self and I am eternally grateful to God for their lives. This is Yao Caleb, right? Probably a patient or a client of yours. Uh, this one says, hello, Norte. good afternoon to you and your guests. My mom has SLE and I can honestly attest to how sometimes, how it's sometimes draining uh, she was sent off from two workplaces because of the rashes and swellings uh, it's not easy as a patient and it's not easy having to take care of someone with it honestly the medications to another story buying and buying medications and I'm also a university student so it gets hard sometimes but in God we trust uh, you didn't send your name but thanks for sharing that uh, honorable honorable Alfred Notedua, just passing by. <laughs> Shout out to my mother, Beth Amwaku, Vaida Jemfa, all mothers of Joy FM, and your mother as well, Douglas from DC. Thank you, Douglas. Uh, okay, right, I think I've read all of that. So, yeah, it's a challenge. Is there a, a, an association? Is there a fund? So, yes. Um, one of the things we've been trying to do is campaigning. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. 
la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Uh, we really, really want our drugs to be on the national health These days, insurance. Picket, picketing is involved. I think we may have to get to that because we, yeah. they promise, and then by the time you realize, even common prednisolone, you cannot get your national okay. health insurance, which is really depression. Right. So we also try, as uh, we have an organization called the Rheumatology Initiative, try, and right. uh, we try to help some of these patients, especially lupus. As we say, some those who have severe lupus may mm. come in a crisis, and just time can be make such a difference mm. in life and death or an organ being permanently damaged and they come and you don't have medicines to just treat that emergency mm. so what we do is try to raise funds by ourselves to be able to help them doing that emergency situation okay. where 2000 cities can make the difference between this person ending up in on dialysis for the rest of her life in the next six weeks or so mm. if not treated properly okay. so we cannot watch and look at that happening so we raise funds and then at least help in that emergency and then they can then mobilize themselves and then so continue the therapy. somebody is listening to us and yeah. wants to connect with TRI or a support yes. group, mm-hmm. uh, is there a number that's, yes. you know... Okay, so um, they can contact 054-408-9065 mm-hmm. if they want any information 054-408-9065. on that. 054-408-9065. And then we have, we are on all social media platforms, mm-hmm. the Rheumatology Initiative or at Tri Ghana, T-R-I Ghana, okay. um, on Instagram, Twitter, um, okay. Facebook. You can contact us there to, if you want any further information okay. to be linked to a support group to donate or to volunteer mm-hmm. to help the work that we do. Right. We'll definitely be graceful. Great, yeah. great, great, great stuff. Right. Um, I've left it out, but I must ask, and I know my listeners want me to ask. I mean, we're talking about progressive uh, organ damage. Yes. Right. Uh, so lupus can kill you. Lupus can kill you. That is the story most people hear. The moment you say right. lupus, people say, oh, I know someone who died. <laughs> we did an audit where 48.9% of our patients who were admitted about 10 years ago on the medical block died because of lupus. Wow. From misdiagnosis oh, to delayed yeah, treatment to not being now. able to afford medications. And so wow. that is what we are trying to reverse. In other places, this is coming down. And we, if we diagnose early, mm-hmm. we know that in the past, the chances of surviving 10 years for lupus was very low. Right. But currently, if you diagnose early, before the disease damages any organ, mm-hmm. your chances of living a normal life is up to your 95%. Wow. So that is what we want to aim for, to try and make sure that people are diagnosed early before the disease damages any organ right. with proper treatment. Um, we shouldn't forget the other supporting things, psychological, exactly. education, yeah. physiotherapy, diet and lifestyle changes. People mm-hmm. always ask about diet. For me, diet supports the treatment that they do. Okay. You cannot treat someone who has nephritis with diet. You can do that with skin if you want, mm. but you cannot go on promoting that diet alone can treat someone who has severe lupus, has kidney, brain involvement and so on. Right. But definitely it supports the treatments that we do. And all these are incorporated right. to give a holistic management of the patient. Okay. Kobna, if I walk into the bank hospital, you know, uh, is there a specialized clinic day? Is there a specialized unit for lupus? Or I just do the same, same stuff? Yeah. So um, at the bank hospital, we have specialists that cover every single specialty in medicine okay. from um, rheumatologists to a uh, kidney specialist, uh, a heart doctor, to a gastroenterologist, to a neurosurgeon. Yeah, so definitely um, anybody who who suspects that he or she has lupus and is looking for care can walk into the bank hospital and receive the best care from a qualified specialist. What's the spread of care or specialists, even though you said the physician... Uh, specialists can handle this. If I, across the country, I mean, we're sitting in Accra, Joy FM, uh, we're feeling pretty cozy and cool. But if I'm in Jasikai or somewhere, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No, so, no, I mean, what's the spread? Or do people literally have to 
and uh, embark on a pilgrimage to Accra to I mean unfortunately it used to be so I mean lupus is managed by the rheumatologist they are right. the specialist that mm-hmm. but it's a multidisciplinary care depending on which organ is involved as well mm-hmm. sometimes we invite the other specialists that um, Kobe mentioned earlier as part mm-hmm. of it unfortunately currently we have only three rheumatologists in the whole country for this population of 29 million and above two in Kolebu teaching hospital mm-hmm and one in Konfanoche. We have two residents in training currently mm-hmm. at the Kolibu Teaching Hospital. Okay. Uh, hopefully, so then that means one of them would go to Cape Coast soon. So that is the spread currently, but they haven't finished yet. And so, yes, unfortunately, we have patients coming in. here, right? Yes, the training is at Kolibu. The, so everybody, even the doctors have to come to Kolibu. Yes, under the college. Okay. Have to come to Kolibu to get trained for mm. to care for patients. Right. So, unfortunately, everybody has to trek to Accra. Some- Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.